Hey, are you here? Is this thing on? So are you here? Well, that's a question everyone gets asked once in a while. We'd like to start every episode of the Paul Leslie Hour with that question because it's you, the listener, that's so very important to us. Throughout more than 19 years, there have been so many talented musicians that your host, Paul Edward Leslie, has been or continues to be in awe of. One particular singer-songwriter who makes some incredible recordings is Zach Rogue. Now, many of you know Zach as the frontman for the band Rogue Wave. Now, when Paul caught up with Zach Rogue, it was to talk about a side project. Now, this interview goes back mm, some years ago, but now we're pleased to present a digitally remastered version available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, etc. Now, what you're about to hear is Zach Rogue of Rogue Wave talking to Paul about his other band, Release the Sunbird. It's a short chat, and you'll notice an undeniable telephone sound. Back then, when this was recorded, Paul didn't have a nice microphone. What he did have was this self-constructed device that allowed him to record cell phone interviews. It's all he had to work with. But we've done our best to clean it up and get it sounding as good as possible. We have quite a number of interviews in our archives that need to be brought out for everyone to hear. Oh, there are expenses involved. Mm-hmm. You can give yourself and others the gift of stories simply by contributing. Just go to www.thepaulleslie.com slash support and contribute via PayPal. Pretty easy, and it's fun. Okay, this interview needs to get out there into the world. Let's hear the call. Zach Rogue, right here. Right now. We're joined by singer-songwriter Zach Rogue of the band's Rogue Wave and also Release the Sunbird. Thank you so much for joining us. Sure, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. First of all, who is Zach Rogue? He, he is trying to figure that out. <laughs> he, it's the same question all the time. I think I am uh, trying to try different, a little different territory right now, trying to learn how to be a little more quiet. What do you mean by that, trying to be a little more quiet? Well, I think in, in terms of rope, we really got to the, the production side of things, the band is kind of like a band and having the dynamics of a band and seeing how that can translate live, trying to be explosive and, and build up a lot of layers. And I think I, as a songwriter and as a performer, I felt I really needed to react to that because there's a side, a side of what I do when I'm writing or thinking that needs to, you need to have the dynamics be a little less to be able to get the point across. And I, I wanted to make music that was a little more strip and a little more bare bones and really hear vocals. And I really longing to do a record of duetting, so having a female voice present while, while I was singing. And so I want a little more empty space. It seems like experimenting with sound is something that you do a lot, from the Rogue Wave album to this Release the Sunbird album. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of it is just, I think a lot of it is just life experience. You know, 
you know, in terms of what's happening personal lives and our personal lives, the band, we, you know, I believe that's the case of Carmelite, which is enormous, you know, life and death, things happening, and, you know, we're, we're all affected by the politics surrounding us and our, our personal lives, and it came through, and, you know, the time of Carmelite, we wanted to make something really visceral and up, and really kind of punchy and short songs and great points. And one thing always leads to another. And with this record, I felt like I wanted to do something, you know, on my own and be able to talk about a more intimate, personal relationship type of thing. Uh, and I knew I had to do that on my own. I knew I had to do that with other people and to have that experience and to, uh, I wanted to make music that kind of reminded me a little bit of music I liked when I was a kid. The kind of, you know, a lot of the time in the Garfunkel records and something like that, you know, you hear a lot of space there, you hear a lot of mistakes. Hear a lot of even a lot of noise, but what you get at the end of that is a lot of emotion, a lot of spirit, and a lot of really great vocal harmony. You know, and I want to really explore the vocal harmony and not explore necessarily all of the all of the guitar layers and all the kind of drum bombast. You know, I want to strip a lot of that stuff out. And one thing that kind of helped when we were doing that is kind of exploring how to use room mic a lot more and get a, a real live sound. We had our room mic turned up so much that, you know, we made a rule that we didn't have any guitar pick studio. So I could really hear the warmth of the acoustic when I was playing it. I, I barely played, barely plucked the guitar because the room mic were up so much. So I sang quieter, I played quieter, and as a result, I could really hear what everyone in the studio was doing. And we could just rely on each other and not have to go do tons of overdubs. Drastically different from the way most albums are recorded today. Yeah, we really we rely on the magic of Pro Tools, and, and that becomes part of our intuitive process when we rely on Pro Tools. And not that there's anything wrong with that, you know, things are changing, and I'm not against things, but I wanted to do something that I felt like we, we, we wouldn't have that net. You know, we'd have to get full take together. And we did use some digital technology. We did do some overdubs. You know, we didn't completely abandon that that process. What we try to do is at the heart of it, I want to feel like everybody in the room, we're going to track live like that, that we'd really all feel like everybody thought that, hey, that the song wasn't just stitching things together, but everybody agreed on kind of an emotionally satisfying level that we got the take that we were looking for instead of cutting it up. Tell us about the musicians. Did you know them well? I knew some of them. The guy that I tracked the record with, um, the engineer, his name's Mike Rodofsky, and he's got this great studio in Bloomington called Rusty Recording. And I had done a song with him with Roadway before we did the song for this uh, Pixies compilation. I had a great experience, and I really liked him. And I knew that he built his studio, and I really liked it. But really, I knew I knew Kate Long sang on the record. She and I crossed paths before I'd, I'd known her. And I'd always kind of wanted to sing with her. I always knew what her voice sounded like, and I had... I'd hope that there'd be a time where we could sing together. And when I was demoing some of these songs on my own in Oakland, I would use this, this pedal, this pedal that sort of like simulates the sound of a, a harmonizer pedal, basically. And I was imagining what it was like to have a female voice. I thought I, I could feel those pieces coming together. And then I knew Penny Childers, bass player, because he had played his band before with some of the guys I know. I didn't know the drummer Reiner before, but best friends is Mike Rodossi's engineer. And like, all these pieces were kind of falling together that everyone was available, everybody had this time. And, you know, the first day we started tracking, it was like, I felt like I'd known them all my life. The really special, connected people. We're talking with Zach Rogue of Release the Sunbird.
Is there a favorite song on the album, Come Back to Us? I think the song that kind of speaks to me the most kind of gets to where I was hoping it could get is I was really happy with how Outlook Anonymous came out with the last song on the record because it is one of those things where I'm sure a lot of people have trained for recording where I hadn't, I didn't know if it was a song and the session with these guys was almost over and I was, I was second to last day and I said, hey guys, I had this thing, I'm not sure if it's a song, but can I play it for you? And, and they said, of course, yeah, sure. And they all sat around and I had this, they had this chord organ, which is an organ where you press the buttons and it makes these chords and you can do accompaniment with your right hand, but with your left hand you can press these buttons and make chords. Yeah, I started playing the song and they all just kind of listened a couple of times and then they just went to their stations, you know, their bass drums and we just started playing and I don't know. I felt like it was a real magical moment where I wanted to have this song that, I don't know, it felt kind of like a funeral procession to me. It felt like the ultimate goodbye song. And I just felt like you don't have to have a completely, completely mapped out song idea. In fact, it's good to have a lot of, a lot of things that are open so that the people that you're interacting with help complete that circle. And that's what you rely on, you rely on the interaction with other people and not having the entire structure mapped out. It's once you have that faith in other people, which I developed with, with them, I knew that we could accomplish anything. I felt like we, if I stayed longer, we could take more help going because it didn't matter, like I said, that every single aspect of these ranges is not that, that, that we had each other. Could you put a label on what Release the Sunbird is? It says in the press release, it's not a side project, it's not a solo project. So what is it? I just think of it as another band that I'm in. I mean, I, I, with, you know, Rogue Wave is, is not a solo project, but you know, I write the songs for that band, and, and for this, you know, I write the songs for this band, but it's just another, another group of people I play with. And I feel like it has a real distinct, a real distinct flavor to it that's really different, and allows me to do different things. And so, yeah, I don't feel like it's a solo thing, because it doesn't, to me, it doesn't sound like, especially when you have, you know, Kate singing on the record, I mean, it's not about just me, it's about everyone. So, I think it's just another band, that I'm with another project. What does it mean exactly, Release the Sunbird? How did you come up with that? Well, it's um, several things. You know, I uh, it is obviously a, a song title of a song, a Robert Pollard song, and he's you know, a hero of mine. And, you know, that was a song title on his first record, Away from Out of My Voices. So there's, I was feeling a sense of parallel there. But it's really an, it's more of a evocative of, more than just that to me. For anyone who is listening to this album, Release the Sunbird, what do you hope they get out of the experience? I think that we, we are all, our lives are so accelerated. Right now it's technology and constant, constant evolve of information coming all the time and it feeds our narcissism and it feeds our, our lack of ability to focus. And I hope if they listen to the record, it'll make them slow down for a second. And uh, just slow down for just, just a second and listen to music. What is your all-time favorite meal? <laughs> all right. My favorite meal of all time is something my grandmother used to make for me when I was a little kid. It's a terrible name. called it Italian Delight. But yeah, he made this, this really neat sauce, and it was just this meat sauce and pasta, and it was pretty simple. My grandmother made everything with love, and it was uh, kind of... She knew I loved it, so every time I cheer, she'd make it for me. Yeah, I think the best meals are made with, made out of love and, and made slowly. 
I would have to concur to there. The last question, very open-ended. What would you say to anyone listening in? I appreciate anybody who's paid attention to music that I've been making over the past year, giving this, this uh, project and this album the chance to be heard. I know there's a lot of a lot of music out there. There's, there's so much you can listen to, and there's, there's, there's just an inundation, especially with always discovering new artists all the time. And I've been doing this for a little bit now, so I uh, oh, you know, want to give give the the album a chance to be heard. Um, I'm I'm really great. Well, Zach, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, and I hope to see you performing in Atlanta soon. Yeah, I hope it will be out there soon. I hope so. Have a good one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaullesley.com. That's thepaullesley.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.